This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Joining me on the line is James Stoddard, a visiting prof at Boston University. James, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. So bartering is back in a big way. Some are saying it never actually went away, but uh, I guess the pandemic has sort of given it impetus, hasn't it? Yeah, it's what happens during a, a really serious economic downturn. It's not only that people are scarce on cash, what cash they have, they really want to they want to guard it because that's, you know, that's that's become so valuable and rare. And so if people have an opportunity to transact basic business Without using their cash, you're going to jump on it. So it always jumps up during really severe recession. All right. And so people keeping their powder dry. The, the real thing, though, is this legal to do as, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the reven- it, revenuers don't like it. The way it, yeah, they, they absolutely don't. And, and for sure, a lot of it goes on, you know, underneath the books but or off the books. But um, the way that the IRS in, the, in my country, the U.S. deals with it, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada, is that you have to declare the uh, the cash value of you know of your income or your revenues this way? So you know I'm sure a lot of people don't do it, but that's theoretically there's a legal way to do it. I was hearing that there are professional bartering exchanges. How there are, there are, and and uh, you know during the during the Cold War days when the when the big communist countries didn't have convertible currencies. There was a lo- there was a lot more of it. It still goes on. It's on an international level. It's often called counter trade. Um, and actually, some of the biggest companies, like big aerospace companies, are involved with it because often they 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 need to have a little bit of barter in the deal to make it uh, to make it attractive um, to the uh, to the to the folks on the other side. But um, the the thing that I'm more I think has more of a future to it is what is are called community currencies or sometimes complementary currencies, and they tend to crop up really fast during these uh, these serious recessions, especially when people are like I said cash poor. And during the during the Great Depression, there was over a hundred of them in the United States, and they they. They tend to crop up all over the world in, during the, the uh, mid-years of the euro crisis in the, you know, 2008 and uh, 2012. A bunch of them were springing up in Europe as well. So it, 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 they really, the, the advantage of these essentially socially created or local currencies is it overcomes the difficulty of barter because the, the old problem with barter it's sometimes called the double coincidence problem. I not only have to want what you have, I have to have what you want. And, you know, we're likely to find one of those conditions, but not both of them. But that's why money was invented. And so again and again, people, you know, in a community will sit around and say, hey, we have all kinds of things we can do. We just don't have enough cash to do it with. And so they tend to, they, they you know, reinvent the wheel. They reinvent money. Well, right, as a unit of value. Uh, so there's right, a tangible... And a, and a unit of exchange, right. Right. Well, you know, I'm intrigued when you talk about community currencies and they cropped up in the United States. Are there any that still exist or, you know... They oh, absolutely. Of... Ab- absolutely. Um, there's a, a fairly big one in uh, around where I live in western Massachusetts. It's called the Burke Shares. It's actually mentioned in the 
article uh, in the Washington Post I, I heard you reference at the beginning of the, of the show um, by the tagline. Um, and it's, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, hundreds of, of businesses involved in it. But the, um, the, the biggest one in the world, and the one that I've studied that it's my, you know, my little academic reputation is based on it, is in Switzerland. And it's been going since the 1930s and has about 60,000 small businesses small and medium businesses, and there, it's especially, it's called the Veer, which means we in German, um, and uh, especially in highly cyclical sectors like hotels and restaurants, you've been hearing about those lately, but also construction. About 30% of the construction firms in, um, in Switzerland, you know, do, do some business in, in the Veer. So it, it, I, my own little academic research tends to sh- shows tries to show empirically that it's very very good for small businesses in recessions. It helps them stay alive. Well, I guess then that would uh, mean these uh, would be timely at uh, this yeah. this occasion. You know, where the pandemic has put a lot of people on the ropes. So it's a barter exchange, but it's a currency that recognizes that there's something of value to trade here. Uh, right, right, and it it can it can be paper like the one in, in Massachusetts I mentioned, or it can just be a kind of a central accounting system through through a bank, you know, where I you, you agree to sell me something for so many notional units, and, and I agree to buy it, and then you know uh, one of us has credits and one of us has debit, um, and uh, you know it it requires a any kind of currency requires either compulsion or for a certain amount of trust because, you know, everybody loves to, to spend the currency they have. Um, but the question is, are you going to accept it? And, you know, so if, if you're going to accept it, you, it's because you think somebody else is going to accept it. Um, it's like a social know, contract. You, you know, it is. It's, it's definitely, totally, totally. You're almost making the, the the king or the big guy, he can he can say, you know, especially when it's a piece of gold with his face stamped on it, you know, he can say, uh, the only way you can pay taxes is with this, and you have to pay taxes or else you go to jail. So that's a good way of getting it started. Um, but and that's that's the way most currencies in the world today are based. That government enforces contracts in in those. Um, but it, it, it can happen, um, you know, and, and there are there are stable examples um, that that have a community basis. I was going to say the way you were describing barter, it's almost like the precursor to blockchain. <laughs> well, you know, and there there are people who are who are looking because of the of the trust issues. There are people who are playing around with community currencies uh, tied to blockchain. And blockchain was uh, originally, as, as you know, uh, associated with, with Bitcoin, which is a, a private currency, and all the goal of an anonymity, actually, um, rather than a, than a social currency. But because you have trust issues um, and documentation issues, that's basically what blockchain is. To, it makes it real hard to fake a transaction because... Everybody has records of it. You know, James, I've got to ask you finally, I guess, uh, social media is really propelling this this time around. Pandemic, no pandemic, I am guess it's out of necessity uh, for a lot of people. But the social media aspect to this is very easy to kind of uh, do the exchanges, isn't it? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, by um, and now many of these uh, you know, we were talking about. I, I was mentioning paper, non-paper. You know, one of the advantages of the of the non-paper is it doesn't have to be face to face. You can do the you can do the transactions online, and you know, increasingly we're doing things that way. Um, and uh, the 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 Swiss currency, the Veer, has always been a uh, an, an accounting unit is it isn't a physical currency there's an actual bank called the Verbank based based in Basel um, which is a, a real bank you know has you can have your Swiss francs there as well but it does these uh, it does these transactions it's sort of a clearinghouse for these transactions in the Ver currency it's fascinating I mean I'm just thinking too of the way you can use it uh, somebody with ransomware and you pay them in barter so you get to go over to their place <laughs> <laughs> and do something to them. Uh, very good, James. Good to talk to you. I appreciate your joining us this afternoon. We missed you yesterday. Hey, it was my it was my pleasure. Thanks a lot. You got all the best. James, Listening you got you. it. James Stoddard, visiting prof at Boston University. And Barter is back. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 